We are live back again after a couple weeks hiatus with another episode of Comic Talk. It is June 16th, 2022, and this is the show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about this week's releases of comics. If you don't know, DC releases new comics on Tuesdays, every single Tuesday. Marvel and indie comics come out on Wednesdays, and we're here on a Thursday uh, to talk about what came out this week and maybe you know a couple comics that came out last week i'm your host dimitri Pereira. if you can see us live you are watching us on volume.com slash the keeg show uh or you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the keeg show or youtube.com slash the keeg show or you're listening to the podcast and that's wherever you get your podcasts from uh i'm your host dimitri Pereira. i said that before let me introduce my guests for today we got manny batista manny how you doing today Doing great. It's great to be back on here, and I'm excited to talk about this week's comics. There was a lot, and I liked a lot of them, so that's good. I'm in there. That's good. So it's a fairly uh, positive week, then. Definitely for me, at least. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's always nice when that happens because, um, you know, you look ahead and you're like, "Oh, what comics are coming out this week? I hope I like a lot of them." And so that's good. It's nice when it works out. Speaking of nice when it works out, guess who we have back on the show? We got Shuby Dubert himself, Ben Schubert. Ben, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? And it is nice when I work out because I've lost seven pounds in the past week, so I'm really proud of myself on that. Losing the uh, uh, losing what kind of pounds are we talking? Oh, like... dude, I'm talking like like my stomach. Oh. Like, like I, I've been lifted stuff. I got a new job and everything, so it's like I'm lifted. That's right. You got now. a manly but job. I got a manly job again. Yeah, it's crazy, and it, it, like I got scars on my hands. It's crazy. Oh man, but, uh, call you old Ben Shubidubert. Scar oh, hands, old Shuby. Schubert. Oh, back in my hand, Shuby. This thing, but uh, I'm I'm so happy to be here. It has been a hot minute since I've been on Comic Talk. Yeah, I've told a lot of people this, Dimitri, but it hurt my heart to tell you I couldn't come on for a little bit. It hurt my heart like, not to have I you. Love coming. I don't get to talk to people about comic books that much anymore, and it's it's so cool that you have this book club. And now you're getting into indie stuff. I've noticed, so that's pretty. Don't don't a think I haven't more, been yeah. listening. No, so, yeah, because I remember I was on one time, yeah, and you were like, "Oh man, we don't really talk about indie stuff." And I'm like, "What?" The I mean, we we do, yeah. but like, I personally, it takes a lot to convince me. But I know Manny himself has convinced me on a couple of titles. Still not the number one title that he loves. I'm sorry. What's your number one title? What are you man? doing, dog? Black Hammer. It's <laughs> Black the best thing I've that comes that out whenever really it comes good. out. I've read. It's like X Men, dude. I, you're like I want. X-Men I want to. I want to. I. But now, yeah. I, I pick up every, you know, every. Well, I'll try. Let me try to get you on one, dude. If you haven't read Twig by Scotty Young, highly recommend. I have not read Twig by Scotty. It's Young. on its second book right now. Okay, so good. Okay, um, this week, as far as uh, what came out, uh, you guys want to just uh, let us know what you read this week, including issue number, just so anyone watching this uh, or listening, um, kind of knows what we're gonna we're gonna talk about this episode. Um, I'm trying to look at what I read, uh, this week, for instance, uh, I read blood, blood syndicate, uh, number two, uh, Superman, son of Kal-El number 12. Uh, I read young, uh, no, that comes out next week. Uh, I read Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, number one. Uh, I read Wolverine 22 and I read X-Men red three. Manny, what'd Uh you read? I read 
Superman, Son of Kyle, number 12, Radiant Black, number 15, Jurassic League, number two, Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, number one, What If Miles Morales, number four, Slumber, number four, Dual Powerbomb, number one, A Town Called Terror, number three, We Ride Titans, number four, Blood Syndicate, number two, and Grimm, number two. That is a lot. That is a lot. I read a lot, yeah. <laughs> ben, what'd you, uh, what'd you read this week? Well, what I read was, I got them right here, I got Eight Billion Genies. Okay. Uh, but which is it's number one book just came out that just started yeah i also read i will skim through batman urban legends which is the finale to a bunch of stories from this series mm-hmm. and uh captain america sentinel of liberty right yeah. here and um, i also read jurassic league if you guys haven't picked up on this get it it's fun and of course in like dimitri superman son of kal-el which he recommended to me. So yeah, but it's Tom Taylor, man. I'll die for Tom Taylor, bro. You're so. a big Tom Taylor fan, right? I I will die for that man. I have never read a bad book by him, and I will stand by that. I'll even say his Constantine stuff was good. Like, I haven't read. I, I haven't go that read his, far. I haven't read that. That's uh, is that the new Fifty Two or Rebirth Constantine? No, it's. Uh, I like saying demons, Constantine. Right? By the way, it throws me. Uh, off. It, Oh uh, yeah, there was a guy at the comic book store when I was talking about yeah. it uh, the other day. He was like, "It's Constantine." I was like, "He's like a big." He was. Like, I was like, "All right, I'll just." Say it Constantine. is Constantine. They do say they it say in it like one of the old they comics. Say it both ways. Yeah, but like nowadays, it's Constantine. So it's it is yeah. right. Uh, Manny, so, what were you gonna say? Uh, I think his his Constantine was City of Demons, right? Was it? Was that the? I believe so. Let me. I'll take a look. Yeah, we'll have to. I'm I'm on the same boat as you. Tom Taylor is the freaking man, and I haven't read anything that I wasn't at least like. I like enjoyed this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the best part about it is he's young, which means we get a lot of him. He still's got a lot of life in him. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, speaking of which, might as well uh, uh get it out of the way. Uh, Tim Sale. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tim Sale passed away today. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why. Um. I want to know uh, what your guys' uh, favorite Tim Sale stuff has been. Tim Sale, comic book legend, artist uh, in the industry for decades now. Um, I mean, I, he, he's done so much. Uh, Batman Long Halloween is is a big one on a lot of people's lists yeah. of just best Batman stories of all time. Um, yeah. It was, it was one of my first... Uh, books i read weirdly enough i read dark victory before i read batman long halloween because it was at the library and i was a kid so i didn't have a choice you know but he did that one too um and that's uh yeah uh you guys any thoughts about tim sale uh yeah i i mean he was obviously a legend um but i think what's so fascinating about him is that he became like like a like a huge name with a style that is pretty unconventional when it comes to superhero comics. It's not the first thing that you think about when you think superhero comics, but all of his books are iconic. Long Halloween, all the Superman stuff that he did, For All Seasons and Kryptonite, uh, you know, like everything, uh, all the, what is it, uh, the the blue, uh, yellow, and gray books that he did for Marvel. Yeah, uh, uh, Spider-Man, all- blue, Hulk, gray, Daredevil, yellow, right? Yes, yep. and Captain America, white at the very end there. Um, Both yeah. alongside uh, J- uh, Jeff Loeb, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's all of his, like, a lot of his works are so iconic for something that is so different from, again, what you associate with normal superhero work, and I think that that's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. I personally have always been a fan of his variants. Always love his variants, like with Batman in the Shadow. Of course, he, obviously, he's a big Batman writer. So, you know, the Detective Comics 1001 was very good. I, I, I think I used to have a cover of it, but I think I may have lost it in my move. But, uh, you know, he did some stuff for, like, he has his own cover, you know, for other stuff, including Lords of Thieves, a whole bunch of stuff. And yeah. like, like, uh, like Manny said earlier, he has a, a weird way of, like, making something different. But at the same time, you know, given us, I think the long Halloween, the 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 one where we find out that Batman leaves a plate uh, every Thanksgiving for Solomon Grundy. Yeah, that book. Um, I think Solomon Grundy sitting at the table with the two dead bodies with just a rotisserie chicken in front of him or a turkey. I'm sorry. Uh, it, um, and it just it it just hits different, you know. It's one of those things, like, I usually wouldn't like it, but when he does it, he makes it work. Same with, like, Jim Lee when he does black and white stuff. I've never been a big fan of black and white art, but Jim Lee makes it work. Yeah. That's the same thing with Tim Sale and, like, artwork. It's just, and it sucks that he's gone. It really does. Yeah. It's just, like, they're all, like, literally in the past month, we've lost George Perez, Neil Adams, and now... now, Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, George Perez was recently, Neil Adams was April 28th, when uh george uh uh passed um uh may 6th so very shortly after this is a big comic book legend trifecta um yeah as far as losses uh concerned like flies and it's really it really sucks man and i had to be reminded of that today at the end of the at the end of our uh at the end of our books today like like with the is oh, George Perez at the back of uh what, yeah the George Super, Perez and they Superman? had all these legendary artists yeah well they did it in Jurassic League too oh. but um they uh they had all these legendary artists come together like Todd McFarlane Jim Lee Dan Mora all these famous people I'm trying to find it right quick here yeah. we go all of these guys they just did some of his famous characters like over here you can see Vigilante. You yeah, got Brother Blood, all the Teen Titans, really, because he kind of created it. Trigon was done by Todd McFarlane. The Spectre, obviously, was done by Alex Ross. Like, yeah. it's just a beautiful piece of work. Like, when I tell you I stared at this for a solid 10 minutes and almost had a tear come to my eye. Yeah. that George Perez meant everything to me, man. I, I was a huge Teen Titans fan growing up, so it was like... Yeah. And uh, uh, Neil Adams, I was a big fan of his his original batman run you know yes. um he was uh, the bat guy who brought batman his dark side what's that that's what i like to say he brought batman his dark side what do you mean like 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 batman was used to be drawn with color oh stuff. i get what you mean when neil adams got onto it it was dark i thought you, you know? were saying you were saying that rachel ghoul is batman's dark side like I mean, superman man, is the dark too. side as rachel ghoul is to to Batman, you know what I mean? Like that's what I oh, thought. Oh, I see what I see what you're saying. No, I meant like Batman's like yeah, dark, his dark know? side. Da, da, da. Uh, yeah, because da, people da, da, da. <laughs> people think that it took Frank Miller to turn him dark, but like Neil yeah. Adams was doing it before that. It just wasn't. It was a different type of dark. It was, you know, visual. Uh, yeah, um, visual. So we'll get we'll get a small uh moment of silence just uh just for uh, a little bit. For both, uh, well, for George Perez, we didn't get to do that on the show, for Neil Adams, and uh, uh, for the recent Tim Sale.
Actually, let's not even do a moment. Let's just close out the podcast now. No, we got, we got, we have stuff to do. We're just gonna log out for the next two hours. It's just gonna be silence for those three guys. Well, I guess, I guess anyone listening to the podcast could just pause it, log out, and then come back later. Uh, Pause the podcast for two hours. Come back. Yeah. Um. But but (laughs) we'll we'll do a moment of silence real quick, and then we'll get into uh, 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 our picks of the week. I don't know how long moments of silence uh, are I think that, I think, I think that was long enough. Let's Honestly, go. like when you start to feel awkward, I think that's usually a good part. Right, right. Uh, or we test it out to see like who's going to talk first. Uh, so <laughs> the comic industry pushes on. Uh, we have old icons, uh, iconic talent that have passed. We have new talent like Tom Taylor, who's not like new, new, but he's fairly new, you know. Well, um, and by the way, his constant team was called Rise and Fall. That's okay. what it was called. Uh, okay. got it. Um, but uh, you know, we get new new characters, new stories, new artists, new writers. Um, I, I want to know what your guys' uh, picks of the week uh were. Let, let's get the pick of the week of this week. Um, and and we'll uh we'll talk about. It. I've prepped images and everything, as usual. Uh, Manny, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, my pick of the week was do a power bomb number one. Really? Okay. Yeah. I know was, you're a big uh, uh, you're a big wrestling fan, right? I, I'm, like, I'm like dip in and out of wrestling. Okay. Uh, but what I really am is a big Daniel Warren Johnson fan, as everybody should be. Okay. Uh, because he's the man. Um, and this is his wrestling comic, which I originally thought was just going to be like, uh, like a like a very straightforward wrestling comic, but at the end. It, we, there are supernatural aspects to this that I'm digging, uh, mm. but the quick premise is that uh, there is a young woman who wants to be a wrestler, but nobody will let her train because her mother died in the ring. Um, oh. And then she gets an offer from a mysterious gentleman to bring her mother back at, uh, through a wrestling tournament. Um, the premise is super interesting, but what I think is really great about this book is one daniel warren johnson is a huge fan of wrestling and that is made so clear here he captures the spectacle the physicality every move is like so well done and if you've ever read a daniel warren johnson thing you know that all of it like there is a weight and heft and intensity to his wrestling scenes because mm-hmm. like he's basically done wrestling scenes in other books like beta ray bill i'm pretty sure like suplex oh the guy. okay yeah 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 you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 uh and this is just like the culmination of all of that. Cause he's even done like uh, for Inktober prior, he's done like different art pieces of wrestlers. Okay. Uh, so this feels like his love letter to that. And it's awesome. Uh, and it got me hype. It got me emotional. Um, and uh, it got me excited to read the rest of it. So uh, if you've not reading do a powerbomb, even if you're not a wrestling fan, I would say this is still something to pick up. If you just like, really cool and exciting action comics okay uh i remember when beta ray bill did come out we were talking about it so i think that's why i was like oh i i equate manny with wrestling because you talked about that uh that makes sense, on a previous yeah. episode yeah um okay all right uh do a power bomb number one what's the publishing company uh i forget who does the book i think it's the book but i don't remember off the top of my head okay uh 
it disappeared on me. But all right, fair, fair, fair. Um, Ben, did you got a you got a pick of the week? I do. Mine, uh, just like do a power bomb, is also an image comic. It is called mm. Eight Billion Genies. Yeah, I. Like, I love this so far. It's by Charles Soule. Uh, if you guys don't know who Charles Soule is, he's known from mostly his Star Wars stuff, like Rise of Kylo Ren, and mm-hmm. most notably Darth Vader, which uh, takes place immediately after Order 66 and how Anakin became Vader, you know? And it's, yeah. it's, it's dope. Super cool stuff. Love it. I love all of it, really. And it's so cool. But Charles Soule, 8 billion genies, okay? There's roughly 8 million people in the world, right? Billion, but yeah. Eight billion genies means that everybody gets a genie. Yeah. But here's the thing. They only get one wish. Okay? Something bad's about to happen. So think think Wonder Woman 84. You know, everybody was, like, asking for, like, like personal stuff. Oh, yeah. For world peace, obviously. Uh, you know, so it's like... Um, one person, I believe, accidentally said, I wish you two would burn in hell. And then her parents immediately went to hell. And uh, there was another person, you know, wished for superpowers. And, you know, they got superpowers. One person asked for the world to be in the shape of a cube. Yeah. Uh, and that was in within the first eight minutes of the... Um, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, the world is now in the shape of a cube. Um, let's see what else there is. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, this guy is literally a celestial now. Yeah. You know, there's aliens, there's dragons flying. There's cars, a di- guy di- uh, with a dinosaur. Dinosaur, yeah, and uh, it's crazy. And then there's some people who don't even know what to use their wish for, like this gentleman right here. He went, he was like, I wish, and then he said, never mind. And then went to the bar and said, I need a drink. Like, this is, because, like, literally, like, a a little, like, Batmite-looking thing. Yeah. It's, like, popped right there, and it's like, oh, I'm your little genie. I can make anything happen. And it's like. (laughs) Everybody gets a genie, but if you die before you make your wish, you die so i guess yeah. yeah and that includes babies too this person asked for all the money in the world that, that they can't do with yeah um yeah there was the person who accidentally wished their parents to hell wait babies right get a there. wish i guess that um i guess they get to wish this guy wished that he could fly this guy wished he was young uh this person wished to walk again you know just cool yeah. stuff and it's just like at some point there's gonna be a, there's a lot of psychopaths out there okay i know there's people that like garth ennis work so it's like, right. so you know like i know they're gonna be wishing for some weird stuff and this is just the first book and it just it ended with everybody getting like their wishes and then it asked us what would your guys's wish be and it's like i don't really know like this guy got a giant robot the this guy's invisible you can barely see him but he's invisible yeah. We, yeah, we talked about it in a previous episode where we were like, yeah. oh, what would our wishes be? Because that the one bar owner, he makes the wish. And by the way, he's kind of shady. Like, it makes you think, like, has this happened before? Like, has he, does he know yeah. something? Uh, Manny, have you read this one? Yeah, uh, I really like the previous work that these two did together, Charles Soule and Ryan Brownie. They did a book called Curse Words, which if you like 8 Billion Genies, go back and read Curse Words. That book is hysterical. And this book sort of keeps that uh, not dark humor, but just like I don't I don't I would I wouldn't know what to call it, but it's uh it's it's this really 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 direct and uh, almost a little sad humor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, that, and I that's probably that. a good way of putting it. And the reason why I 
choose this one as my pick of the week. It's insane. Like, literally, I walked into the comic book store today, and I looked at the comic book wall, and I was just like, I'm getting sick of this superhero crap. Really? Like, um, Yeah, like, like, don't get me wrong. I'm still picking up my superhero stuff. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, it always feels the same. DC's doing another crisis. I literally went to the wall, and I pointed out every single Spider-Man run that's going on. I counted up to nine. Marvel, you have more than Spider-Man and X-Men. Please play with your other toys. Yeah. Well, okay, whoa, whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But let's let's settle down here as an X-Men fan. As an X-Men. No, no, keep doing X-Men because that's one of the that's one of the ones that like if okay, let me put There's it this so way. many X-Men. If Marvel There's didn't only have Spider-Man Man. and X-Men, they would suck. They wouldn't right. have anything. Right. If they didn't have Marvel or, or if they didn't have Spider-Man or X-Men, they would they would when, when I was growing up like, when I was growing up, nobody cared about the Avengers. Avengers were like on, in the mainstream level. It was it was Spider Man. It was X Men on a mainstream the level. That Iron Man uh, is some people's Hulk, favorite superhero. Maybe. Blows my mind. Should right. be. I take that and I raise you. DC, calm down with Batman because like a quarter. Thank of your you. I, I also okay. agree with that. And the crisis. Oh my god. Stuff. That's fair. Yeah. That Dude. being said. That being said, Bat Family. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we need more Bat more family. Bat family, less Batman. Exactly. There we go. Exactly. We need okay. We need a main Batman title. We need Detective Comics. But other than that, we don't need. That's all you need. That's all you need. Let's see what Stephanie's up to. Okay. Yeah, right. she's, she's in Batgirls. I mean, Batgirls. She's my favorite. Uh, she's my favorite. I love Steph. Uh, I want to see a, I, if Marvel and DC ever team up again. I want to see Stephanie and Kate Bishop together. <laughs> Oh, oh I don't think that would that would be killer. That would, it, that would that would that would rule. They would be best friends immediately. Which it sucks because uh uh obviously there was that 90s Marvel versus DC, but then there was the 2000s era JLA Avengers, which was drawn by George Perez. George Perez, yeah. And in that one, they fought for a little bit, they teamed up for a little bit, they merged for a little bit. They they did a couple of different things in the JLA Avengers that makes it so much better than Marvel versus DC. Because Marvel versus DC was kind of like a, it was just kind of a, like a like a ploy. Like let's just see them fight, you know. Hear me out. That ends with amalgam, though. It does end, amalgam with, it does end with amalgam. So like I feel like I feel like we cannot discount because they fight and then they merge and then we have this thing that nobody ever wanted, but I'm glad we got because it gave us some of the weirdest and craziest comics out there. Yeah, and I and yeah. I like that when comics do something different. You know, like I was I I was arguing with the comic book store guy today, and I was like. Dude, Spider-Man, what's he up to? Is he broke? He got nothing to do? What, what's Mary? What is he broke? I, I thought he was a millionaire, but no, he... No, he hasn't been a millionaire for a couple years, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's how much I care. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but I'm like, dude, like, try something new. They were like, well, Spider-Man can't be happy. All right, cool. Can we talk about Jack of Hearts, though? Jack of Hearts I is think back. He, he showed he up in, in one She-Hulk. issue. One issue. He's one issue for like three seconds. No, okay, no, no. That doesn't he's count. back. He's back. He's in. He's in She-Hulk. You're right. Mm-hmm. He's also in Fantastic Four because She-Hulk and him are in Fantastic Four. Well, then why didn't Marvel market that? Because I had no Jack of Hearts. Nobody cares about Jack of Hearts. My boy, your boy right here does. <laughs> really, James you, Gunn. I guarantee you, James Gunn does. I, I guarantee. I, yeah, James Gunn puts it in a movie. Everybody's gonna be like. Exactly. Oh my God, Jack of Hearts. But that's Jack. That's James Gunn's magic. He will make me someone out, care though. about that's a talking like, tree. Hear me out, though. That's just I like love the, the ambush, magic, right? Ant Man exists 
and is still a relevant character only because he was in a movie. I'm convinced. Right. Uh, it's, it's the same facts. deal. You just got. Yeah. What? You know what I mean? James like, Gunn, work, I feel if like... you're ever listening to this, work your magic on the ambush bug and Jack of Hearts, and you you will you can have my hand. He in mentioned Batmite in you have a fiance. He mentioned Batmite in Peacemaker. So who? That's yeah, right. but that's Batmite. Nobody cares about Batmite. Whoa. No, <laughs> ambush bug. How okay, dare you? So so before this gets completely derailed. I think this ties in with he's like, I'm about to throw my hands. At I don't, I don't know whether to argue or to say simmer down. Am I part of, am I part of the problem? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, no, <you> <laughs> here's the thing. It's, it's something that the GI Joel brought up. I, I think it was him on a TikTok. There are no bad characters, just bad writers, bad. right? True. Any, like any character could be made awesome or iconic or different or unique and interesting by a writer's take on that character you know so so ambush bug yeah that might yeah james gunn proves a lot of that like by creating a direction for the character what's up the Annie? best the, the 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 best example of that is matt fraction and david ajan hawkeye yes. because prior to that book nobody, nobody cared, cared like th okay three people cared about that character which and then matt fraction uh, Hawkeye, uh, and then Matt Fraction and David Ajah do one of the best comics of the 21st century, and now Hawkeye's like a what? Didn't that run when an Eisner? And that yeah. was the basis for the show too, yeah. right? Exactly. It's one of the best comics of the 21st century, and uh, it with a character that nobody else was going to use. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that that's well, that's like a great. A, a great showing of like, yeah, you can make any character iconic. You just gotta, you just gotta do something. Yeah, the right yeah. like you just gotta have someone who cares. Yeah. Um, my pick for this week, uh, even though Superman: Son of Kal-El number twelve was really great, I loved it. You know, uh, I gotta say, X Men. No, I clicked X Men Red two, which doesn't have the thing. X Men Red three. That's this week's issue. Um, okay. and so you can see these covers kind of pop up. Dude, I don't, are you guys, you guys aren't up to date with X-Men stuff, right? Because holy guacamole, this issue was, was good. There, What's going on? Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to uh, kind of run through real quick. So we know that the, the mutants have colonized Mars. They've used yes. their powers to make Mars back into a living planet because it's a dead planet, right? But they created an ecosystem and an atmosphere on Mars and they said, Mars is now the capital of our solar system. It's where we're going to do intergalactic trade. It's it's and 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 it's a home for mutants, specifically the Arako mutants, the warlike mutants with a different culture. Now, because of that, Storm has been appointed regent of Mars, which is essentially queen of Mars. And there are some Krakoan mutants, the mutants that we know that are living on Mars, but mostly it's Arako and Araki culture. Now, there's also Abigail Brand from S.W.O.R.D. who's doing like weird po political moves and she's working for the bad guys and she has her own team of X-Men that aren't really that great. Um, and then Storm has created the Brotherhood. So this new Brotherhood is Storm's team. And it's crazy. I don't know. There's a kill in this in this issue. This issue ends on a kill. 
And like, basically, I don't want to spoil much, but Magneto comes in and he's like, I challenge, I challenge him to a fight. He drops his helmet onto the guy. The guy can't use his powers because his powers are psychically based and he just kills him. That's awesome. That's rad, actually. That's sick. Is it, is it called X-Men Red because they're on Mars? Uh, yes. Because I noticed it like, is it's X-Men like a red, red because circle. it's on Mars, but it's also, I forget, there's a double meaning to it, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what the double meaning was. Yeah, uh, like, I, uh, I, a... I do, I like what they're doing with it, because, like, I think it was, like, a year ago that you told me they were on Mars, so. It was Hellfire cool. Gala. Hellfire Gala yeah. and Planet Size X-Men number one. That's when they terrified yeah. Mars. Because you were telling me about that. And I was, because I remember I was talking about how much I just hated Absolute Carnage. And then you and, uh, what was it? Captain Comics Rex. Mm. You guys just like dropped that one on me. And I was like, like what? They're on Mars? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's pretty cool to see that they're going forward with this. And it, I wish Marvel could promote it a little more. Like I said, let go of Spider-Man for a little bit. Because yeah. literally they have nine titles out. I think it's I, because... Uh, I think it's once Marvel chooses to put X-Men into the MCU, it's going to blow everything out of the water. Like, Yeah, but there's so much good stuff that people don't know about. Right. You know? I'm, I'm, I'm all for the Avengers in the MCU right now, but when the X-Men come, I know where my allegiances lie. <laughs> like, I know exactly where my allegiances lie. I will, I, right now, Two thumbs up. I don't know, man. I'm a MCU. big fan of damage control in the comics. Uh, we, <laughs> we're deemed to back, but all right. Uh, I got two thumbs up for Avengers of the MCU right now, but when when the X-Men come out, these thumbs go to the X-Men and these fingers go to the Avengers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm X-Men over Avengers. That. I love the uh, the X Men comics. I think they're very cool. Like I like reading about like what they're about and like getting the key parts of the story. Yeah. Because I've I didn't grow up on X Men. I didn't grow up on that. I grew up on like I lived overseas, so I grew up with like Cartoon Network, and I didn't grow up with like Avengers, Earth Buddies, Heroes. I grew up with Teen Titans. I grew up with, and that's part of the reason why I'm such a DC fan now. I think. Yeah. So. But it's so cool to see how excited you are about it. Like it, it just proves. Like, like look at the smile. Look it, at that, look X Men's my number one. X. I've I've always said this. I love both DC and Marvel. But it really X-Men. the reason they're they're equal is because X Men is so weighted. Because there's a lot of and Marvel if, if that didn't like have X Men. If I didn't have X Men, DC would catapult. And like I would also read Marvel, but like you know. That's where I'm at right now. And mostly it's because, like I told you earlier, it's mostly the fandom. But, like, yeah, you said I, the I fans just stopped are... talking about Marvel. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to fight with you guys about this. I, I can talk. Because it's bad when I when I want to talk about Star Wars more than I want to talk about that's, Marvel. I mean, that's That's fair. how you know it's bad. Uh, Marvel fan can, fans can be tough because they don't, uh, I don't know. But I would say push through and don't be afraid to block people because I, i'm not believe yeah. me i'm not yeah but did you guys know that there's a limit on how many people you can block i didn't know that no yeah how yeah. somebody found it out what <laughs> they made me, yeah i forgot what number it was at, but he was like yeah, there's a limit <laughs> like, i hope i never i hope i never hit the limit because i it would be weird i don't think you will choose. it was a really high number okay like but i'm like <laughs> all right but uh, um 
what uh, what else did you guys read this week? We talked about our picks of the week, uh, but there was a lot of other good stuff. Uh, let's talk about uh, Superman. Or, oh, if you want to talk about uh, Jurassic League 2. Like, I've been sitting on this one for weeks. Uh, uh, how much oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Manny, did you read Jurassic League 2? I did. It's awesome. Okay. I, I read Jurassic one. League 1, but I didn't read 2, but spoil away, because that's kind of what the show is. Well, we definitely we got to look, look at the new Robin. The this this new is human like, is he the I'm, human? Yeah, the little human boy. That's definitely meant to be a Robin. That and that's what I'm calling him. He's just Robin. Yeah, he's Robin. And I love the idea. It's goofy. That's what it's I super goofy. This. I gotta get a I gotta get a red hat that says make comics goofy again. Yeah, and uh, like and because it's true. Like comics are so serious nowadays. They're just like, oh, we gotta hit these hard problems. Like, dude, sometimes like I understand about hitting the. The the those hard problems that we're having in the world. But right. You know what? I also want to see like what is like Plastic Man up to? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we need like, a good Plastic it, Man series. Let's get a Plastic Man black. I, I I don't like the pervert thing behind him because they're trying to clean that up. Yeah. Like, we need to get the right guy to clean it up. Right. But, but uh, uh, let's get a black label a uh, Plastic Man black label book. <laughs> I'm so I'd be a little scared of that. No, no, it's not too bad. Black label stuff isn't too bad. You're going to be peeking in on people. But uh, but no, I'm serious. I'm like, I love the idea of goofiness and the fact that they went all in. They didn't care. They yeah. were just like, you're Jokerosaurus. And uh, like, what, I, I think my favorite one was Black Manta. Uh, I forgot the name his name was, but it was I think so it was like funny. Black Mantasaur or something. Black Mantisaur or something. Yeah. I just thought it was so funny. And with like monsters and stuff like that. I think it's funny that they're superheroes, but on the same world. And I want to know where Superman's from. Like, I want to know. Like, <laughs> yeah. That means there are other planets with dinosaurs. It's yeah. just, it's, and not just like, it's so stupid. And it's like, it's acknowledging how stupid it is. And it knows that. It's kind of like Kingsman in a way. Like, it acknowledges how stupid it is. And I'm like, because as much as I love Kingsman, it can be stupid. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we know. This is a suitcase that fires a machine gun. You I, know, so it's like I'm 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 scrolling through right now and we got Joker's Zard. We got uh it looks like a reverse flash guy. Yeah. Uh yeah, we, we got, got Batman wearing sandals. Look at that. Look at, yeah. look at Batman's sandals. We got Atrocitaurus. Uh Taurus is my favorite. I Atrocitaurus, yeah. And then, and oh then Wonder gosh, Woman dude. or whatever the Triceratops Wonder Woman, Wonder Dawn, Wonder Dawn, Wonder Dawn pops up, and now we kind of got the Justice League kind of teaming up a little bit. And it's goofy, it's stupid, and it's something to read on the toilet. Like, like literally, I'm like, I'm like, oh great, the political agenda again. All right, uh, oh, I mean, great, on the yeah. flip side, I mean, son of son oh, of Kal El no. doing great. Yeah, yeah, no, so, but Son of Kal-El does it in a way where it doesn't feel forced. Okay, fair. <laughs> if you know, I guess it's because Tom Taylor doesn't live in America, but he knows what's going on. Does he not live in America? <laughs> no, he's from Australia. Oh, I didn't know that. Tom hey, Taylor. Down under. Tom Taylor? I don't Tom know what Taylor, I'm doing. Tom Taylor, mate. I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, <laughs> terrible British, uh, terrible Australian accent. Yeah. <laughs> nah, oh, uh, it's like, uh, uh, oh no, nah. it's amazing. Oh no, nah. that's uh, oh <laughs> no, that's all great. I now, Tom Taylor hates us. Congratulations, yeah. thank you, <laughs> Manny. You got thoughts on Jurassic League? I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, like Shuby said, it's just an easy 
breezy, fun read that I don't have to think about too much. Uh, and, uh, you know, every single page turn is a, puts a smile on my face. Yeah. Uh, because they're, they're, they're keeping it like very cheeky and self-referential. And I'm all about it. Uh, also, Daniel Warren Johnson writes this, which is sort of fascinating to me. He does not draw it. He writes it. And what, what's, uh, he, what's he usually do? Is he usually an artist? He, he is an artist an overwhelming majority of the time, or he'll write and draw something. But in here, he's just doing uh, writing, which is fascinating. Um, hmm. But he's been killing it. Again, it's a lot of fun. What, what does he draw for? What, if, if uh, Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, do a power bomb. Uh, he did the, uh, the, the, what's it called? Um, Beta Ray Bill. Do a power bomb. Yeah, that, like, the one you were just talking about? Yeah, um, Beta Ray Bill. I think, I think this artist works a lot better. I think it looks a lot better this way. I, I don't think the art from, the, or at least from the covers that I saw, is the cover mm. like kind of like the inside, or is it like one of those? I. Uh, yes, I think his stuff works a lot better when you're doing sequential stuff than as then, a standard yeah. image. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's All right. Um, Son of Kal El number twelve, Superman Son of Kal El number twelve. That one uh, came out this week. Um, that one starts off with some great threat is heading towards the Kents and they're in lockdown with Batman. They're in this specially, specially guarded lockdown. This threat is coming. And then it turns out it's crypto. It's just, he's not a threat. He's just going straight to him. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me when they put the shield up there. The, have you ever guys ever read the story of how booster gold and uh, blue beetle first met? No, how'd they okay? So basically, I... Booster Gold was trying to join the Justice League and they put a dome in the what was what's the card based supervillain team? I forgot the name of it. Uh, Royal Flush Gang. Royal I Flush did Gang. read that. That's, That's right. Yeah, they tried to attack League headquarters and Batman shut the dome around them just to see if Booster Gold could take them out by himself. But uh, Ted Cord works with him by unplugging the shield, and then they throw Ace through it, and then he plugs it back in as soon as possible, and it splits Ace in half. And uh, oh. that's the first time that they work together. And the way the shield is going up around it, it kind of reminded me of that. And I'm just I'm just like, oh, and it's, it was just like a fun little nod that I noticed. Yeah. I just wanted to point it out. What's kind of cool about Tom Taylor writing this book and he was writing Nightwing is that he gets a lot of the characters cross over and he knows exactly what's going on. So exactly. Dick, Dick he has his own little universe going on. Yeah. Dick Grayson has a, a couple of like a scene or two in this book uh, yeah. with Lex Luthor, which I thought I've never seen. I'm trying to think of if I've ever seen Dick and Lex Luthor like in a scene together, maybe in Forever Evil. When when Dick Lex dies, know that he's Nightwing. I don't know whether Lex, Lex knows Bruce is Batman though, right? Yeah, yeah, he knows that for sure. But does I know, know that, that in the Batman titles right now, Lex knows that Bruce is Batman. Because the way that they kind of played it off, they were like, "We need somebody that could just walk in through the front door," and then <laughs> it cuts right to Dick Grayson. Yeah, and I'm like, he must not know. Let's not know. That's weird. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like he should, <laughs> but once, he doesn't. Once you know that Bruce Wayne's Batman, you can figure out the rest of the Bat family, right? At least the close-knit Bat family, the Robins at least. He probably doesn't care enough. Maybe that's it. I, I don't know. I only care about the main I mean, that guy, feels like right? a Lex Luthor move, right? Like to go, to be arrogant enough to say, Batman's the only problem. The other, the others are like kids, and I don't care. Right. Uh, 
that, that they're feels, not, that they're not gonna be a threat to me so batman's the only threat that i really well, care about. but the problem it would affect the plot because dick grayson puts like a, a um a bug right yeah. underneath the table like lex would mm-hmm. just be like why was he here let's just check for bugs like if he knew he was nightly exactly so i don't think he did no. I think he. I think his ego is so big that he's like, I don't have to worry about the Robins. Yeah, I just got to worry about Batman. Yeah. Um, through the bug, we find out that like Lex and then Bendix from the Country of Gamora, Brian Michael Bendix. I love that. I was so thinking much. that. I was thinking that <laughs> so much. And if it, you notice, he's from Planet Gamora, and Bendix did a run from Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians, yeah. Is that is that a thing? I feel like there's a lot of Gamora he going did, around. Did, didn't he focus a lot on Gamora in that run? I I, I don't sure think I don't think that's the reference, but I hope it is. <laughs> in my heart, it is. You like know if I know my like I said, I must. Can I say the S U L T? Can I say that? Oh yeah, S L U T. Yeah, okay. that's fine. I'm a slut for Tom Taylor, dude. Like I will, I will do anything. At so first, I was man. like salt. And, uh, yeah, I know. I was I like, spell. I'm just no, no, that's fine. I, I just, I was like, like, uh, like I, yes, you can I, say I whatever you want on the show. Nipple. I'm just kidding. Nipple. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but no, I'm a slut for Tom Taylor. I yeah. I will yeah. say that till the day I die. Like, literally, I love everything that he writes. I love everything. And so I know his type of humor. And that's something that he would do just to just to jab at his bike. Like, I remember him and Tom King at one point. Didn't they, like, switch profile pictures for a day on Tom Twitter? Taylor and Tom yeah. King? Everybody yeah. was so confused. Well, I get confused sometimes. But now, well, now that I've read enough of both of them, I know that they're two different styles. Yeah, but, very, like, very I remember on Twitter they switched their profile pictures and they both said Tom. Yeah. So, like, it confused the hell out of everybody. They were like, what's going on? Why is Tom King talking about Rorschach in Straight Adventure? <laughs> yeah. Or why, I mean, why is Tom Taylor? It's like, it's like, what? You don't know every Tom, Tom, another Tom in this town, man? Like Tom from MySpace gets uh, gets on board. You know, yeah, no, Tom you, Hiddleston, Tom you, Hiddleston, Tom Holland. Tom Holland, and, uh, all the Toms, yeah. yeah. All the times they got together and they were like, you know, it'd be funny if we pissed off these nerds. <laughs> but yeah, I I love Tom Taylor, and that is totally something that he would do, like yeah. as a joke. He just like it, he kind of reminds me of John Ostrander in that way. Um, like I don't know if you guys remember, but John Ostrander put Grant Morris because Grant Morrison he wrote himself into Animal Man because Animal Man can break the fourth wall. Yeah. And Grant Morrison wrote themselves into the book. Yeah. And yeah. John Ostrander saw this as an opportunity. He was like, I'm putting you on the suicide squad. And he and basically Grant Morrison was himself, was himself. Yeah. And they uh, they got writer's block, and that's how they died. <laughs> I think you posted a video on it, I think. I, think, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite. And Tom Taylor is a lot like Ostrander in that way. Like, I feel like if he wanted to jab at Bendis, he would. Okay. All right. We'll, like, we'll have to look into man. it. We'll have to look into it. Um, what, uh, did you guys read any Marvel books this week? Uh, I did. I read uh, the, or at least I read parts of Sentinel of Liberty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, Manny read that too. Mm-hmm. Manny, what do you what do you think about Sentinel of Liberty? Uh, I think that this is the perfect jumping on point for anybody who's been wanting to jump into a Captain America book. It yeah. starts at like a very universal status quo. That being, Steve is living in a small apartment. Uh, I dig that we got a little 
to see a little bit of his personal life, uh, including not forgetting that Steve Rogers is an artist and never forget that he yes, threw the Captain too. America comics in continuity in the 70s. That's a real thing. Wait, what? Uh, they played with that in the MCU. Yeah. They played yeah, with that Steve in the Rogers, MCU. In the first movie, no, they Steve, show him pl- drawing a monkey on a... I know he's an artist, but you're saying he drew the Captain America comics that are in-universe? Yes, for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but... Nothing else would do it. Right? <laughs> Gotta get it right. Um, well, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby do exist in the Marvel Universe. It's true. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, it was a clean jumping on point. Uh, basic premise is that there is somebody taking up the mantle of World War II character, the Destroyer. Uh, yeah. Steve stops him, and it turns out there's, there's something that he doesn't know about the origin of the shield, and uh, we sort of stop there. Uh, I dug it. I thought that it was, I, I think that Carmen Carnero, the artist, uh, did a really great job. Uh, yeah. It's a really classic style. Um, and I think that, uh, I, and like, I'm excited to see where where this story goes. So far, it's pretty tame. You know what I'm saying? This issue is not going to blow your mind. It's not going to like change the way you look at Captain America. But it does look like a promising start to a fun Captain America story. And that's all I can really ask for from a number one. Yeah. Um, Symbol of Truth came out a couple weeks ago because we have two Captain America titles. We have Captain America Symbol of Truth and Captain America Sentinel of Liberty, both of them SOL. And uh, one is Sam Wilson and one is Steve Rogers. And um, um, they're both only on issue number one. They're both really great jumping on points. I would say don't pick a favorite, just jump on both you know yeah i I Um, think my favorite part of this book though was definitely this splash page right here this full cold full uh cover page right here i love the fact that it goes through captain america's timeline from beginning all the way to end and then right in the middle of tim punching hitler in the face as he should is that uh, the only splash page or is there another splash page in it i could have sworn there was another splash page i I think there's another one but that's like a uh, like like an action yeah scene. there is another one yeah. uh kind of okay. it's kind of like a collage though yeah not that one i i could have sworn i'm gonna scroll through but i mean there's a lot of great one. art on this one a personal favorite touch was that one right there it's old that that is not old steve but it's meant to look like old steve and old uh i don't want to say sam maybe isaiah bradley from the mcu uh um, like, like like, yeah, he's talking in the, about he's Eleanor in class, Roosevelt right? and how she was a dime. Oh and, yeah, <laughs> it's like, hey, back in the day, uh, man. No, you're right. That is that's you. the splash page that I was uh, I was thinking about. For some reason, I thought there was a splash page of Hydra Cap, but I guess not. That was oh, my imagination. That was my I, imagination. I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I really hope they don't ever do that again. Like, don't even touch it. I just people want to see it. I don't know. Not in the MCU at all. No. And if he does, if they do do it, he better die within the first three seconds. It, like a like a variant thing. Just just have him. Die. Yeah, and yeah. then he dies almost immediately. Yeah. No room for know. Nazis. Like, it's like he's like hail Hux, and yeah. he's like, all right, okay, yeah, never mind, he's out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Suicide Squad, his ass. Um, you know. Yeah, Sentinel. Uh, no, no, no. This one. Wait, this one's Sentinel Liberty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And- it has like Bucky in it. Drawing. I don't understand the ending. The ending's weird. What was it? Uh, basically, the I guys really have like a tattoo, or not a tattoo, it's a symbol on their lapel, which is one-fifth of the star. It's a diamond, so it's a one-fifth of the star, and then Bucky is, is like one down, and like 
You know what it could be? Uh, remember uh, the is it another hit list? One. Could be. Um, wasn't it in uh, the? I did. I only read like the first issue, so I could be very this shot in the dark yeah. like crazy. So in the United States of Captain America, yeah, it was revealed that there were a ton of Captain Americas across the United States. People yeah. who put on the suit and said they were Captain America for like their own little state. You know, there was yeah. Captain America of the Railways. There was Captain America. Maybe, maybe. These are evil Captain America. Maybe people who think they're doing right, but they're not. They're probably they're probably actually killed Punisher style. You know, they okay. think, but they're wearing it as Captain America. Maybe he's hunting down some bad Captain Americas or something. Sounds, I mean, that would be one of the what? one of these diamond people. One one fifth of the star is that guy we see in issue one. The guy who has the destroyer mask. And whatnot. Yeah, it also says Berlin right there. Yeah. So maybe there's a European cap. Oh, maybe there's also some weird thing about dimension z and that's where dimension z is where we had ian rogers right ian rogers i would yeah i saw that when i saw that i was like are they gonna bring him we also, back because, we also, oh my god they told look me closely right exists. here that's baron zemo's mask oh okay um so, uh, i just thought that was a fun thing yeah manny was saying uh, about ian rogers yeah, uh, after Remender's run on Cap, the run that he was introduced in, uh, he kind of just disappears, and we never see him at all. Yeah. Uh, and there's no reason for it. Like, he does something in Axis, but after that, he just, like, no longer exists. But when they mentioned Dimension Z, I was like... Are, I are thought of Ian first. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And uh, sick, in the comics, Red Guardian's a bad guy, isn't he? Uh... No, he's he's antagonistic. It's a red. He's coloring it all in red. So if he got all three, all five points, it would be a red star, like Red Guardian. I mean, it could be, but I don't know. I'm theorizing. I'm not a big Captain America guy. Red Guardian is antagonistic because the the Winter Guard, I think, is what the the Russia's super team is called. The Win Winter Guard, right? Yeah. Um, Winter Guard is antagonistic because they're about russia's self-interest that being said they're not like fully it bad guys it could just be like this guy's like yeah. the leader and, something's and going on with that guy red, definitely yeah and i don't like the fact that he's blonde okay because i need some representation and it's <laughs> why all the blonde guys like like they gotta be either douchebags or evil like Booster i mean Gold the, or, which, or which evil Nazi. Blonde, my guy. i know i know <laughs> i know i'm a bad i'm a villain you you are a villain, but Steve Rogers is blonde. So My Steve power. Rogers is literally blonde. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> that's facts. I'm over here sitting here. I'm like, we need some blonde guys. Okay. Steve Rogers is, is like, hello. <laughs> Holding a Captain America comic. Oh, oh please, no, holy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but is he autistic? <laughs> Steve, that no. he doesn't. He could be, maybe. Who knows? Who, who, uh, there was I'm a character recently. Was there a character recently that that was autistic? Um, uh, not that I know. I know Reed Richards is right, right. Uh, I know Billy Cranston. They're showing Billy Cranston, like ever. Even in the show, he was autistic. They never explicitly said it, but he in was. the movie they explicitly state it. 
Oh yeah, in the movie they do, but in the comics they're starting to go that way. Oh, that's so, good. Maybe, and that yeah. and it will make I, me. So I liked him a lot in the movie, uh, played by R.J. Yeah, Siler, and that's why I, I relate to him so much, man. Like, because I'm on the spectrum, and it's yeah. like I'm, my favorite color is blue. I literally got a blue. You've seen my blue. Ranger You're the blue ranger. Me. You're the blue ranger. I am the blue. I am. I'm like the real life affirmative. I, I, yeah. I, um, <laughs> what uh, what else do we have as far as? Uh, I mean, I read Wolverine twenty two. I don't know if you guys. That's read the Wolverine. only Marvel book I picked up. No, you didn't. I I only oh, picked up the Captain America. Captain America's the, the only Marvel, Marvel book. book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolverine twenty two uh, came out. I don't know, Manny. Did you read it? Mm-mm. Um, basically, uh, it's another. There, there have been a couple of issues of Wolverine recently. I think it started with issue twenty. There was twenty, twenty one, twenty two that has Deadpool and Wolverine going up against Maverick and some other doctor. And there's this little baby danger, like, you know, danger, the, the like robot who is part danger room. Well, there's like a little baby danger and like there's, it was, it's in a suitcase and they like assemble it. The bad guys assemble it. And then they're like, we got to go back to the Institute to the original danger room to figure it out. And that's kind of how it ends. But they, it's, this is actually kind of a funny issue, but it's not like Deadpool level funny, but it is like, funny it's 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 weird uh but deadpool is pretty good in it i do recommend this one i don't always recommend the wolverine title because the wolverine titles aren't always that great uh but this this run's been pretty good work yeah i i I do like the variant of x20 or x or should i call is she wolverine or x23 right now uh she's wolverine Laura Kinney. Okay, is, uh, I do Wolverine. like I do like all new Wolverines. Uh, Matt Gallo look. Uh, mm. That's the variant that came out with this, right? Uh, yeah, there was a variant cover on it. Yeah, dude, I want that to be her suit. <laughs> that is so the little, cool. The, the skirt uh, kind of thing. There's the like little a kind skirt of thing skirt. that she got yeah. going on. She looks like. Uh, it, have you guys ever heard that song, Punk Rock Girl? I feel like that should be playing. Oh, she her. yeah, it is kind of punk rocky. Yeah. Punk Rock Girl. Dude. I haven't heard the song. Uh, uh, yeah, you looked at Punk Rock Girl, man. Manny, what were you saying though? He's Punk Rock Girl. I've been saying, like, I've been wanting to check out this Wolverine title. I just haven't gotten the chance because uh, I'm usually in and out on X Men, but more often than not, I'm in on Wolverine. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Manny, would you would you read? Because you read uh, a bunch but, this week. I oh yeah, man. So much, bro. <laughs> uh, the the last Marvel title that I read was What If Miles Morales number four. Okay. Uh, how how has that been? Because this is each issue is a different. What if Miles Morales was blank? Yeah, and that's the only reason why I don't read it as often. Is which one? Like, I always, because it's the same thing. Kind oh. of like, you get, like what if Miles Morales? Yeah. Like, what if Miles Morales was? When I read America, my what ifs, I like it to be different. Was Hulk? Was yeah. Thor? And then what's the? Uh, I forget the other one. Wolverine. Wolverine. Okay. Yeah. What? Has this series been good? I like I liked it, and I like this issue. Um, that specifically, I like the way that they changed Asgard's aesthetic. Oh, fit because it Asgard is in Brooklyn. Uh, in this instead movie. of Bra- uh, Broxton, Broxton, Missouri, Bra. Yeah, Oklahoma. Bra- oh, uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's it's there and. Uh, like Miles Morales is Thor. His uncle Aaron is Loki, which I thought was an interesting change. Who okay. is Odin's brother now? 
Yeah. Um, and it's like like a, like like a pretty simple story about is his dad uh, Odin? Yes. Um, and it's about his uncle tricking him into unleashing a frost giant. Uh, it's pretty basic, but it's a lot of fun. The artwork is great. The the again the aesthetic of uh, Brooklyn Asgard I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I live in New York, so I'm biased towards those kinds of things. Also, he's got the sickest shoes ever that I like actually just want to own. Um, and the end of this, uh, it, this is Miles's Spider Verse uh, because the end of this, all the other Miles characters show up yeah. and are like, "Your uncle did some stuff in our universes, so like, come help oh. us out." So are they doing uh, what so, they're doing, like with Gwenverse? Uh, yeah, they, they've done it uh. with like Venom, with Spider-Man. With, everybody's gotten this, uh, and this is Miles's. And uh, I they thought it was pretty just fun. called it Milesverse. Then, like honestly, uh, like why are you gonna tease me? Like the whole thing about what if I've said this many times, they don't cross over. That's like the whole point of what if. It's supposed to be one-shot stories. And then they're gonna cross them all over. Like, since when do you do that? Like, why crossovers? The multiverse are are big deals right now. Uh, almost to a detriment, I would say. Almost to a detriment. I, I would agree. Yeah, you can do multiverse stuff, but don't call it what if. That's the only. Like, like I I said that about the show too. Like, if they called it anything but what if, I probably would have liked the show a little more. Yeah. Just that's just my personal bias because I grew up on what if stuff too. And the whole point of them was that they were supposed to be stories that were by themselves and that they never crossed over. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And if they were going to be on a different multiverse, they would make that clear that it wasn't a what if story. It was just a different multiverse. Yeah. I, I just, I don't like the idea of, I like, I like the idea of Gwenverse because it kind of just jumped in, right? You do like the idea of Gwenverse or you don't? Yeah, I like the idea of it. Like, I think it's so cool, but don't throw what if on it. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been reading uh, Gwenverse. Uh, I know that that's been a thing. My sis, my sister's a huge Gwen Stacy fan, so I've been getting it for her, and she's been really yeah. like. That's good. Um, what else? Uh, wait, uh, Shuby, what'd you, what'd you read that we haven't talked about? Um, I from this week. Uh, basically that, but I haven't okay. even gotten around to reading Power Rangers. Oh. Like I said, like I forgot to bring them to college with me, so I have a stack about this high Yeah, uh, of Power Rangers and Mighty Morphin, and then Power Ranger Universe to yeah. read, because I haven't read any of it. For wait, how months. many titles are there? Two, right? Three? Uh, wait, yeah, two. two. There's... No, I was thinking of Power Ranger Universe, but that's finished. So, oh. pa- just pa- they're working their way to 100, and they just revealed that Dan Moore is going to be the artist on 100. So that's I like Dan Mora. He's coming Dan back. He's coming back. He goes. He kind of got his start on Power Rangers, if I if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see him come back. He did a couple of variants. He did a couple of books, but it's been a minute since he's done interior work for Power Rangers. And I'm super excited because I really liked his work. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of Invincible in that way. And mm. but like a little more detail, I guess is probably a good way of putting it. Yeah. Speaking about yeah. Invincible. We got Radiant Black, which I have I I, I haven't I, kept up with. That's but... basically Power Rangers. Is from it's written by Kyle Higgins, the guy right. who did Shattered Grid. So and that outsold both Marvel and DC every week, um, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Radiant Black is really popular right now. It's issue 15 oh, came out this week. Did you read that, Manny? Yes, I did. How uh, uh, how's Radiant that going? Black about? Can you guys like tell me what it's like? I heard it's just like Power Rangers, but it's different. Uh. 
Man. The aesthetic is very is is similar to Power Rangers. I would say the format of it is is breaks away from that. Uh, okay. So uh, a small black hole appears to five different people across the world. Uh, each of them give them a different suit of a different color. Uh, they don't team up though. Is the thing like it, it's not like you know some otherworldly being has assembled these. No, uh, each of these five people are going to use that power in different ways for their own means. Some of them for good things, some of them for bad things, some of them somewhere in between. Uh, and Radiant Black follows- occasions where they team up? There uh, are there, a couple yeah, there teams. Are, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. But more often than not, it, it's less all five of them teaming up and more two or three of them at a time. You know, they've all met, yeah. uh, but they're all doing their, their own thing. I often describe it as uh, sort of akin to Invincible, where he creates- basically an entire universe in one book and we you know we sometimes get different characters from that are doing their own thing throughout to pull up to the main book um this issue uh was honestly like a lot of house cleaning you know what i mean mm. uh just getting things set up for stuff to come uh and i won't spoil anything because you're actually reading it i am I'm, I'm like five issues behind i think all right uh it's but it's good um and uh i am looking forward to see where it goes because we got some pretty crazy reveals recently so i'm definitely going to check it out and trade and if i end up liking it it's only like what you said like 15 issues in yeah i'm definitely gonna just pick them all up and uh and then radiant red is a spinoff to it right radiant red and then also what's the other one uh radiant red uh infer infernal girl red different different reds yeah um and the last one is the dude in the night armor whose name i cannot remember off the top of my head supermassive uh, no supermassive was the one no, shot su- supermassive was the one shot crossover inferno uh, no. no was it like black sun i think black sun black sun yes. yeah uh so again in in, in the tradition of invincible Radiant Black is one book, and he's creating a world in it, and then he's doing little books on the side uh, based on that world in the same way that Invincible had, like, Guardian, Guardian of, Guardians of the Globe or, like, Astounding Wolfman. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think this is Image's next universe. Like, because they let Invincible kind of die down after a while, like, 10... It was, like, what? It ended, like, 10 years ago, right? Invincible? Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think the thing is that they just let it end, which I really yeah. appreciate and respect. Yeah, and then uh, now they're like, we're ready to love again, you know? We're ready to create a universe again for Image, because Image didn't really have a universe. Uh, Invincible, they did, and then now that was over. That's what I like about indie stuff. You know, it kind of has their own little stuff going on. Yeah. It's not just one main universe, and it's super dope. Which is why a lot of people like indie comics, right? Like, there's a start and there's a finish for the most part. And, you don't uh, have to worry about buying 80 books a week just to right. keep up with the story. And that's right. why... When you guys said that there's like a bunch of stories going off, I'm thinking of like maybe I'll just buy these and trade at a time. But yeah, so I mean, buy, Radiant buy Black trade. Oh what? Oh good, good Dimitri. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna just say that like the Radiant Black stuff isn't too uh, too bad as far as like it's not too overwhelming. It's only 15 okay, issues so in on like the main how many title. Books come out a week. Is that's what I'm asking. Oh no, um, there's only three titles. Like. So, oh, okay, because I thought you guys were saying there was like five. I was like, what? No, no, there was like, no, no. You guys were just going over characters. Yeah. 
Radio oh, okay, no, because series. I know there's like another series called Radiant Red and it's there on like issue three. Yeah. So that's it's just Radiant series, Black and Radiant Red. That's it. Uh and, and then, Black Sun. And then Black Sun. Okay. Doesn't sound too bad. No. Yeah, Inferno Go Red is coming a little later. Uh, but for right now it's just those three. And Inferno Go Red is a miniseries, so it's gonna end. And when that ends, you'll get Inferno Go Red. Uh okay. and they're all outside of Radiant Red. They're all pretty much stand like Radiant Black and Black Sun are both okay. Very standalone. I'll take a look into it because yeah. I because my friend Nick, he, uh, you guys know Nick, uh, that uh, from what is it the Agents of Atlas podcast? He uh, yeah. yeah 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 he's been preaching it to me because he knows I'm a huge Power Ranger fan. So he's like, dude, you gotta check this out. And I'm like, all right. And I've just been like pushing it away because I don't know if I'm gonna like. I don't want to put all my money and invest into something that I'm not gonna like, you know. Give like, give the first trade. Power. Get the first yeah. trade. Give it a shot. That's what I'm gonna do. I think you'd like it though. I do think. Yeah, yeah like when I because with Power that... Rangers, I bought the first ten issues, but that's because I'm a I'm a huge Power Ranger fan. I always have been. I was still a little kid, so I was like, I know I'm gonna like this. But yeah. like with Radiant Black, it's something new, and you know, I'm like, I'm not. Not used to change. So it's like... <laughs> Let me hit you with something, Shuby. As a person who also loves Power Rangers and also read Kyle Higgins' Power Rangers, I haven't kept up with it for a minute, though. If you like the stuff that he does later on in that book, when he gets, like, crazy, you know what yeah. I'm saying? When he when he gets, like, multiversal and does and has starts having a lot of moving parts... Yeah. Then you'll like Radiant Black. Okay. You got me sold. I'm buying the trade tonight, then. I'll buy it on my <laughs> I'll buy the trade on my Kindle and I will check it out. Yeah. All right. Let All me right. know what you think. I'm actually very curious. What you think. I, I will DM you. Of course. Work. Um, there, uh, there are a couple other titles. I think that, uh, 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 Ben, tell me about, uh, uh, Batman urban legends. Urban. Le yeah. The, the thing about it is like, I got it because I saw it was a collection of a bunch of short, short stories but I didn't realize that they were like endings to a part of it. But yeah. from the stuff that I, yeah, because it was like part six of six, part three of three, part six of six. And I'm just like, what is this? You know, like it's an but, anthology collection, but it does go from issue to issue. Unlike some of the other anthologies, like Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood. And like yeah. those ones where they're simply like one shot anthologies. This is like yeah, a I series like of anthologies. A bunch of short stories. Yeah, this is an anthology but, of series. In a weird way. Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of Zatanna. And yeah. so seeing her and Constantine, like she's my favorite magic user. Um, like just for all the right reasons. Like she I cannot wait for her movie as well. Yeah. But you know, seeing and I noticed in the last story, I forgot what it was called, but it had like the Joker and the Penguin and all of them. And I noticed the artist on it was let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. I think it was the same guy that worked on Deceased Unkillables, if I remember the way he, because the way he does faces. Um, mm. Carl Mosert, I think I, I don't I know. butchered the hell out of that. Yeah. Uh, he wrote Hounded, uh, Hounded the Drum, where they fight the bear. Um, super cool. I, I like the, I love the, uh, the art style that he used and everything. And I always liked his art style. I think he would always, I always want him to, I want him to do like an adult comic book, kind of like the boys. Or something like that. I feel like his art style would work perfectly for that. But another thing that I like about Urban Legends, because I have picked up a couple of these, but and the thing I like about it the most is the fact that it's like filling in the blanks 
of stories of Batman over the past, what, 80 years, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I love that about about the, especially anthology series. And um, in the fact that it's showing Batman through a whole bunch of different timelines at once, it's super interesting. And the, the back part, if, uh, if you guys don't mind me, it says, I have a legacy to leave behind. And it says Alfred on the end of it. And I, I, I just like that. I, I, this was like one of the, like the third Batman urban legends that I picked up. So it's yeah. like, I'm super excited to see what it has in store for us. Cause this is the same series when Tim Drake came out as by last year. Yeah. So, Which they've released yeah. as a trade paperback um, this week. It's the, it's really? the, with a, with an extra story, I think in it. Um, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I posted the cover on the, Inst- on Keeg Show's Instagram story. Uh, but I didn't load the cover up on this because I didn't get to read it. Um, I read the I read the story, but I didn't get to read the trade with the with the extra story in it. But you know, actually, I don't know whether it's a trade trade. I don't know how thick it is, but it's a compilation of the stuff from Batman Urban Legends. So. But I, I did get one more thing in that I've been reading through. That if you don't mm. mind me yeah. showing off, um, it was from IDW. It's a gift from IDW. Yeah. Uh, they they sent me and like, is it um, out me yet? And Manny Manny. I believe it came out this week, right? I think I saw oh. him make a video about it. I think it either comes out this week or next week. But that it's basically you guys know those uh those one shots that they've been coming out the best of TMNT mm. and whatnot. Basically, yeah. this is the collect. Honestly, I feel like they should have done this in the first place. I don't think they should have done it issue by issue because they're in essentially just reprints. Mm. You know of their best stories like and like you know oh, it's nice but how thick it, is it can you turn it to a side oh okay that's pretty thick here's a coaster yeah speaking of which i picked that up at the- a coaster could be any thickness you're using a coaster to, to as a as a scale but like coasters could be thin fine like, i got here thin is my dc fandom exclusive pass all right paper thin <laughs> You're, you're giving me points of reference. I don't know. You know how like people put like a quarter up against something? It's like a quarter everybody knows. You're like, all right, here is uh, a lock of my grandma's hair. And then I'm like, I don't know where your lock of your grandma. Okay, yeah, there we go. It's a quarter it... thick. It's like a quarter. It's about a thickness of a quarter. I got the quarter. All right. All right. I got the quarter. I got it now. <laughs> now we've but, used. <laughs> yeah, I think it works better. I honestly think they should have done this in the first place. It, it says it's collection volume one. And obviously it's just the four Ninja Turtles in this one. Mm. And a couple, of, a couple of extra stuff. But it's like, it's super exciting to see, especially with a new Ninja Turtle game coming out, I believe today or tomorrow. Yeah, it's coming uh, out. Shredder's yeah. Revenge. Yeah. And uh, they, they, IDW is killing it with Ninja Turtles, and it's probably because it's one of the few franchises they still have left, honestly. And because I'm They're sure you guys them, know yeah. about the GI Joe thing, right? What happened? Yeah, Transformers. They, yep. What? What happened? Yeah, they might be losing GI Joe and Transformers soon. Oh, because uh, Paramount. But maybe. Because Paramount well, is starting I don't new think Transformers. Because of Paramount, stuff. because Paramount also has Ninja Turtles. Oh, Paramount does so, also and, have Ninja and Turtles, and they still right. got a, they still have a good grasp on Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So. It, just train. I guess it. May, I don't know. Maybe it's like the. I. I don't really know. I haven't looked into it. Interesting. All I know is IEW was so nice to get like to send this to me. They know I'm a big Ninja Turtle fan, so they always go, "What Ninja Turtle stuff do you want?" And I'm like, I "Really? Want. They cater? Yeah, it to they you? do. Yeah. Well, 
Well, kind of. They give okay, so they give us like a list of stuff that we're allowed to pick, and then they uh, they say, so that this is the stuff we want you to make for our page, the stuff we want to make for your page, and then here's a book that you can keep for yourself. Hmm. Just pick from these five series, and we'll send you. And it's it's That's super cool. nice to them, and it's so. I wish I could go back in time and tell eight year old eight year old Ben, you're promoting Ninja Turtles. You know, yeah. so it's like super. Yeah. I I love explaining it to people. It's super fun. Like Manny, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of cool stuff out of it too. Yeah, I stopped doing it for a little bit just because I've I've had to like calm like uh cut back on content. But when I did, there was, I got some I got some rad stuff in there. Yeah, nice. I've done it every month, and it's so fun. The bit it's so cool. I love it. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, IDW, I I idea. Uh, what is it? Idea Design Works. That's what it's called. That's <laughs> apparently that's what it stands for. Or at least mm. that's what it says on all the boxes. If you guys didn't know, that's what IDW stands for. I didn't for. know that. I never... Uh... Yeah, I know. I, I thought it was just IDW, but no, it, it actually is an acronym for well, Idea Design Works. What's uh, what's like Dark Horse an acronym for? Uh, hmm. I'm just Dimitri. Joking. Yeah. Dimitri. Aries. I am an Aries. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Krakoa. Carl with a K. You're just putting words. It's a crossword puzzle now. I'm uh, working. I'm working. All right. Uh, all right. Harold, Oscar, Reg- Reginald. Dude, these are just names of uh, people. Yeah, two of you two started. That's not uh, how an acronym works. All right, fine. All right. We'll... Yeah, that's that is totally how it works. It's just named after them. It's like a, it's like a what's one of those poems, you know, where you like <laughs> Okay. Anyway. <laughs> It's like, what were we talking about? Oscar, um, let me finish this. I got two more names. What, okay. what starts with an S? Uh, Sal and... Are we just doing... Okay, it's just a name? Because I thought you were going to do like a sentence or something. What's but... an E name? E- Emily. En- Emily. Emily. Girls can make comics. Girls can make comics. <laughs> All right. Um, Congratulations, Dark Horse. <laughs> you, you asked. So Manny, you got... Uh, what other what are their titles? Uh, one that I read and caught up with this week that i really liked was grim uh number two yeah grim uh did you talk about grim number one somebody talked about it on the show however long ago uh i didn't okay because i just read the first two uh today oh okay. and I, I really liked this book uh like a lot um, yeah and it was struggling for my pick of the week uh but the idea is that there's a Grim Reaper named Jess. Uh, she gets seen by someone in the living world. Uh, and also, she doesn't remember how she died or anything about her past. So the book is about her figuring out, why could somebody see me when I was over there? But also, what is my past? Um, and the way that they set up how the afterlife works uh, in this book, I thought was super interesting. Yeah. The Grim Reaper sort of being an organization rather than one person. Uh, uh, they 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 do a reveal in this that like made my jaw drop a little bit at the end. Um, I want to read it. I want to read it. I saw a guy picking it good. up today, and I asked him what it was about. And he says, "I don't know. It just looked interesting." So I was like, "But you know, I I've said this before. Somebody asked me in my live stream. They were like, do you think there's a company that could take out Marvel or DC?'" And I'm like, "It's a fight between Image or maybe Boom Studios." I think it like Boom Studios has come really close too, especially with Power Rangers. Mm. You know, 
What What do you guys think? Is there an independent company that you think could take out Marvel and DC? Money? I don't. I don't think you take out Marvel and DC unless you play by Marvel and DC's game. That's the That's the thing. So you need a shared universe, and you need to build your whole company around a shared universe. Uh, yes. No. Totally disagree. You don't really? Think so? Yeah. Uh, there will never be a comic company that overtakes Marvel or DC. It's just never going to happen. No, I agree. They have like. No, I- but I also don't think that playing by, by doing a shared universe is the move. Uh, because the, like a year one, nobody's going to care. Yeah. Because other people have tried and nobody's going to care. I, yeah. Maybe in Black and Invincible yeah. work because they had two or three books. You know what I'm saying? Right. But for yeah. example, something like Valiant, right? No. Is the biggest example. I totally somebody- forgot they existed. Exactly, because the moment, like a year out, your books become irrelevant because everybody's going to try to get into your new universe. And is he is he coming in? You. Is he frozen on your end? Am I frozen? No. Is uh is Shuby frozen? Oh, but wow. hey, you guys oh. were frozen on my end. I don't know. What there you guys are talking it is. About. That was you. That was you. I I don't know. I you guys seem to be frozen on. We my were end. talking on our were. end, so. I know. Uh, I heard you talking. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're um, back. We're back. My dad just turned on Netflix. That's what happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, catching up on Stranger Things, man. Okay, all right. Uh, I no, I agree with you. I feel like Manny was ready to fight me, but like I agree with you. I don't think any company can compete with Marvel and DC. But I think I that either. what what the big money makers are like movies and IP, right? And I think that like we see a lot of these studios with IP trying to make franchises more than just one series right but i think that like but like they're failing obviously but i think that like you need a big shared universe in order to sell those movies because that seems to be the goal that these studios want they want a transformers shared universe but they don't know what to do and they mess up and whatever but my little pony you know but like yeah, I think that Marvel and DC survive by merchandising rights. They survive by cartoons and TV shows and shared universe movie multiverse kind of things. And I don't think any of the other companies can compete with that. I guess you're right. Yeah, you're well, definitely also, right. On. Like, I don't think they will either. But like somebody in my live stream asked me about that. And they were like so genuine. They were like, do you think one day? And I was like, maybe. I mean, Boom Studios got really close, especially with Shat. Like, they outsold Marvel and DC. It's more, more likely that Marvel and DC would buy a independent company than an independent exactly. company growing that is, to be big that enough is to compete exactly with Marvel. That is exactly what I was thinking. Hear me out. But I didn't have the heart, because it was definitely a little kid who asked me, and I yeah. didn't have the heart to tell him that. <laughs> Manny has some thoughts? Hear me out. One, they literally did that with Wildstorm yeah. uh, back in the day. Uh, and two, the advantage that Marvel and DC have is that they've been around for 75 years. And I mean, like, obviously they, they had that time to take over the market, but specifically their characters had time to become iconic. Because, for right. example, if Captain America was created today, nobody would like nobody him. Would everybody like would him. hate him. I promise you. Like, it's the same thing with Batman, because that name is lame and stupid in the modern day. It's iconic and it works. And all of those suits work now because we've had years to make them iconic. But if somebody who looked like Superman, uh, if that's a character that we that we created now and we had no prior reference to that it would look dumb and you know that because every other superhero book that's done things like that always have to be self-referential invincible had to be self-referential yeah black has to be self-referential because those things don't fly now 
Right. Uh, I think a good good comparison to name, everybody hates them. <laughs> yeah, a good comparison to naming conventions is whenever they would restart the Legion of Superheroes, they would name them in whatever the naming convention of the time was. So, the first iteration of Legion of Superheroes had Matter Eater Lad and Lightning Lad and and Cosmic Boy, but then in the in the second iteration in the nineties, we had. Um, leviathan instead of colossal boy we had one we had triplicate or a uh, triad instead of triplicate girl i think that's what the change lightning lord lightning lord was different lightning lord was the the brother of lightning lad right yeah later on the line, yeah. it's he's he doesn't have a beast twin boy and beast boy uh when they restarted teen titans marvel from uh, was changeling Changeling. Well, he was and changeling. I call that. Wasn't he changeling like in Doom Patrol though? No, no, he just Beast Boy. He but uh, when when he started up Teen Titans, when Marv Wolfman got the hands on that, he was like, "I want Beast Boy to be a little more adult." So he's going to change his name to Changeling. All right, fair. But I kind of liked it. I kind of like Changeling. I don't I like Changeling at all. Like, no, really. I like okay. it when Beast Boy he grows up and then like he becomes Animal Man. There's been a couple of like future iterations. Um, I have never seen that. In Titans, never, Titans I, would, I would hate for him to take on the name Animal Man. Animal Man also holds a place in my heart. So it's like, ah, no, no, he can't be Animal Buddy Man. Buddy Baker Erasure, am I right? I'm just saying in Teen Titans. Uh, I, I believe you. You don't have to show me. Believe me. <laughs> believe, you, believe you me. Isn't that the, the bad future where everybody grows up to be terrible? Yeah. Yeah, no wonder his name's Animal Man then. Yeah, yeah. Right? In that case, yeah, that's, that's fine because it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think there was a future. I don't know what he's called it. Oh, no, no. I know what he's called in Kingdom Come. He's called Menagerie. He's called Menagerie in Kingdom Come. I um, like that more than changing. But that's only because he can he can turn into fictional animals only, like mythological animals only. There's like a, a thing in Kingdom Come where you just anyway. The point being hey, is I don't like the name changing. This is what I was trying to do. You know what? Well, you know what I liked about Kingdom Come, though. If, if, if I'm just gonna plug this in right quick, Batman who laughs is from Earth negative twenty two. Kingdom Come's Earth is Earth twenty two. But there's no correlation, right, between a negative number and the positive no. number. Well, sometimes there is, because like the uh, gender swap universe where the Bryce Wayne mm -hmm. uh, is from in negative nine, negative. I mean negative thirteen. Positive 13 is also a gender swap universe. So maybe. Which one's the Teen Justice universe? Because that's a gender swapped one. I don't know. Um, I'm not that. I'm not. I'm, I'm not the. Uh, that's Earth 11. So Earth 11 has Teen Justice, and that's a gender swapped universe. I don't know if there's a negative 11 for it, but yeah. There's definitely a negative 11, but it, we probably just. I think there's it. two gender swapped universes in the multiverse. Um. Anyway. I like the one where they're all pirates. Anyway. <laughs> Dimitri, did you read Blood Syndicate 2? What's up? Did you read Blood Syndicate 2? I did. Yeah, did you read it? Yes, I did. No, what I did not. Think? I I I am loving Milestone and how it's coming back, but I have not been reading any of it. I've been I've been waiting for their trades. I have read Icon and Rocket. I've read Static and then I read Blood Syndicate. I did not read Hardware cuz I'm not really interested in hardware. But is it worth is hardware worth it? I've read everything. Out of uh, the four and I series, buy everything as it comes out. Um, honestly, like the weakest one for me was Icon. By the end, mm. uh, fair. But I Rock don't think hardware is any. 
uh, I like the original hardware more than I do this current iteration of hardware, and I think that says something. Okay. Uh, but the oh, art yeah. in there is dope. Okay. Uh, but um, Blood Syndicate. I like. I'm. I'm liking it, and this is somebody me. Somebody that's me who's going into Blood Syndicate with no prior experience with Blood Syndicate. Uh, as far as original milestone is concerned, I've only uh, experienced static from the tangential stuff and Icon of Rocket. I've never technically read milestone comics up until this point. Um, really? I have. I've watched the Static Shock show. I've read Static and Icon and Rocket's appearances in the DC universe, but. Yeah. But I wasn't uh, reading comics in the 90s, like comic book, comic books, you know? Um, and so uh, I, I would read whatever I can get my hands on, but it wasn't Milestone, you know? So I like this thing, but I don't know who the characters are supposed to be. Um, do you? Yeah. Uh, I, I read the four main series, the original Milestone, mm -hmm. Icon, uh, what is it, uh, Icon Static, Blood Syndicate and Hardware. Mm -hmm. uh, Blood Syndicate is, I think, the title that I was most curious how they were going to uh, revamp because mm -hmm. that book is very steeped in like gangster culture of the 90s. Yeah. Um, and I think they've done a really interesting job in bringing it back because they really haven't held back uh, on any of that stuff in this book. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. And it's, it one, I think the, the one thing of the, about the original Blitz Syndicate that really struck me is that it is like a really genuinely diverse team. Right. Um, and again, in here, they, they've, done, they've done a lot to preserve that. Although they're taking, they're kind of taking their time with the story, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is weird to me because they have six issues to make you care. They only have uh, six yeah. issues? Yeah, and then uh, they call that season everything. one, and then they go into season two. I don't really like the season yeah. thing that they're doing. I hate it, Ben. I hate Thank the you. season. Okay, format. okay. So it's not just me. I think they, if they're gonna do it, that's stupid. Like, just go it, on, like six, make it a twelve, then make it a eighteen. No. The problem is, I think they're pussyfooting around it in a real way. Uh, I think that they're afraid to just give them regular ongoings. But my problem is, if you were giving them seasons, you have to write the books as if they are one whole story. Right. Yes. But the problem that I've had with the previous milestone stuff is that they don't feel satisfying. Right. So you're going to read season one, and you're going to be like, this is fine. This, is, this would be a good introductory arc if I knew for sure that we were going to have... that If, if it continued, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would be a yeah. good one through six if it were like on a book that I knew was going to keep going and I was going to keep enjoying. But the season thing means that I'm going to have to wait for months, totally forget what happened in that first season, unless you were like releasing them in trade, which they should have done from the, from the get. Uh, yeah. I would, uh, I would understand season one, season two, season three, if they did it in trade, but they're doing it yeah, single in, issue. And it's like, why? They uh, did it for Naomi. They'll too. compile it in trade. They will. And yeah, they, they will, did. but at the end of the day, it's like, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> If you're gonna like, read, if you're gonna, my, my problem is like I agree with Ben. Is if you're going to, like, try, like you have to either go full force or do the the trade the trade thing, right? Because if you release a bunch of miniseries, nobody's gonna care about those books if they're paced crappily. That means yeah. you're gonna get one miniseries off, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, and what, the way the way I see it, it's like 
It's basically like instead of saying volume one, it says season one. Right. And it's like they wrote volume one on every Power Ranger book for the first six issues. And then for the next six issues, they wrote volume two. You know how annoying that would get? I feel like, what? Right. I wouldn't know because I like the impression. I love the idea that what DC does, especially on their limited series, it'll say like one in 12. Right. So that way I know that's how many are coming out. And they do that for the seasons. So I thought that the milestone stuff was just going to be limited stuff that we were getting and then i find out that they're doing a season two and i'm like i just put in all this money and now i gotta it's like they're it's kind of like they kicked me in the face mm. you know and I'm my, like, yeah I just, my whole thing is i agree and i think that uh this is you're gonna make it an from... ongoing series make it an ongoing series and quit being a bitch about it you know <laughs> like 100%. seriously black people are uh, allowed to be that... in comic books i don't care what other people say <laughs> like I, it, it, it shouldn't it, be a hot that take. Hurt. That should be a generally it really accepted thing. It really but... should. Gay people, black people, everybody should be a lot. Comics. Kyle Higgins has a shirt, and I want to get it. It says, "Comics are for everybody." And comics are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think that this this issue, uh, or these two issues, have suffered from like the the sort of weird, ongoing but not ongoing nature of these books. And I'm like, if I didn't if I wasn't like totally dedicated to reading this book, would I continue? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I weren't I... totally dedicated to buying every single milestone book, because I have faith in those properties and I want those to succeed because I, a diversity in comics is very important to me. Those original milestone books are so good and they are, uh, and they are getting creators that I like on them. But this book has been like, these two issues have been not, not super interesting, not like the, ca the character stuff interests me. But not enough has happened for me to go like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, can I love what they did it. with Static. Like, they changed his origin a little bit. And I mm. remember I made a video about it, and a lot of people were mad about it. But, of course, it's Milestone. It was meant to piss off the white people. Anyway, so... Um, complacent. I, I would like, say, like, you, people who... Anyone who's you know what complacent. they did to Static? Do you know what they did, Dimitri? Uh... Yeah, they changed I mean, his origin? No, I mean he got it at a Black Lives Matter uh, protest. Yeah, he was protecting. He was at a Black Lives. It's and originally he was at a gang war. Yes, and they, which is and which was, was one of my mom's problems with me watching Static originally. I I she I watched I the first Static episode. Was probably one of the best shows that they and I swear HBO Max just needs to finish it. Just do one more season and finish it of a cartoon. It had some of the best lessons. Yeah, I think they should just do a new the, Static show for. No, they should just finish this one. You say it's, that, it's, but it's been 20 years and kids don't care about Static. They're not going to go back and watch the old show. They will watch a new God, show. I said the same thing about Young Justice after it was off the air for like 10 years. You're comparing Young Justice to Static? <laughs> That's They're both a, great. I think, yes, I know, you're but... You're comparing what about Teen Titans? Robin? That's been off the air for 20 years. Everybody wants to see that. Wait, what? Teen Titans. Ben, I think, I think the issue here is that the the level of the these reason why they canned it was because it wasn't selling toys. What that Young Justice? No, no uh, but, but, uh, Teen Titans. Static. You're static. Oh. But what but what I'm trying to say, Ben, is that they were able to bring back these properties because Robin is one of the most iconic characters in fiction. Period. Static is a character that if you weren't there in the '90s for those comics, you I did not know right. who that was. That's the prop. Like I yeah. love that character with a passion, and I love that show. But I think why they're so scared about these milestone books is that they kept the milestone stuff out of print and out of circulation yes, until like last year. You literally, yes. like, even if you wanted to read those original static comics, you could not find them anywhere. You'd have to find them in an illicit website somewhere online. And they're working on an animated movie right now, and they're working on a static movie. 
which we haven't heard anything from for the past two years. They've been saying it for years. My issue with the way that they've been treating this milestone stuff is that I feel like these characters and these properties would do really well, but they are not marketing them at all. They're not doing a great job of pushing them, period. And every time that they've released books, they've done it in the most inconvenient fashion. For example, The Static Trade just came out. This is a book aimed at teenagers more than anything. So you would want an affordable paperback. They released a $30 hardcover. You want the original milestone comics? Do you want to read those? You're going to have to buy a $60 compendium because there's no other way that those things are collected. It's right, garbage. Yeah. I th- I think what it is is it it, it kind of tie it ties in with their lack of faith of the subject matter, or it's either lack of faith in the, in in the in the stories, or uh just an actual just not caring. Uh, I think that it's like perfect timing that like the the protests in twenty twenty made them be like I guess we have to do this, and, but I, let's but let's basically there's a consciousness the difference. There's a consciousness difference between saying that they canceled a series versus this will be the final season. And I think that's kind of what they're banking on. They'd just be like, we finished with season three. We gave it three whole seasons, which in TV terms, that's a lot. In these six issue comic runs, not so much. But, But they can say that and they can go, look, we did our part. We finished three seasons as opposed to we canceled a series. I hate talking on somebody's behalf, but if Dwayne McDuffie was still alive, he would not let this shit go down. Like I hate speaking over somebody's grave. I really do. But honestly, he, he would be in a he would be at Jim Lee's level if he were still alive right now. I mean and it's it's tragic what happened to him, but yeah, I, I hate to see and I love Dwayne McDuffie. He made Ben 10. He made all these fun shows that I grew up watching, you know. So I kind of look up to him. And the fact that it's kind of like they're spitting on his name, you know, and it, it's like, and I know if he were still alive, he wouldn't want this. I mean, Milestone died before like Dwayne passed. Like Milestone yeah, yeah. was I, well, no, I'm Milestone not saying was just dead Milestone. in the ground. No, I mean like like they if they brought it back like this, he wouldn't want it done like this. He would want it done with like ongoing runs with actual like faith in the party. Yeah, because he we already know he would be in charge. But that's if they, if that's the difference, though. Yeah, but that's the difference. Uh, and I hate, like I said, I hate speaking on a dead man. Dwayne was so, so Dwayne sorry. had Dwayne had power, and Dwayne had 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 push. But there isn't someone at Dwayne's level that can do that. Reggie Hudlin, yeah. like you know, maybe, but like Jerry Conway, or they even got the original, like uh, the other co-creator of uh, uh, yeah, Jerry Milestone. There, Dennis Cowan is a like a big part of that. And yeah. they've gotten a yeah. lot of talent from old milestone there. Even we're talking about Blood Syndicate. Uh, the artist of this book is the original artist of Blood Syndicate from the '90s, Chris Cross. That's great. Uh, which is wild. Wow. Uh, I feel like I feel like it, it's. I'm not glad even to on see there. that they're back because some of the milestone stuff. Like I love Icon. You know, they're always talking. They're talking about making a Black Superman movie, but I'm just like, just do an Icon movie. Like, um, what was it? They'd have to do um, really smart. There's, there's some touchy stuff on a, on a modern icon. Facts, facts. Modern icon but, uh, is, is, it's just a different, different political landscape now. I don't know whether, yeah. I, I forget what they say in the comics. In uh, the new he landed comic. in a slave town, and uh, well, the, that part's the true. Closest to his ship was a black lady so it just right. made him look like a black man which which i understand that and that was either the same or similar to what it used to be but we we've talked about the politics he's supposed to be a black republican yeah. 
but he's, like he is not in the, in the current comic they've the, like really skirted around that as much as they can i yeah. honestly i think he's more neutral at this point uh yeah uh, because the political landscape has shifted i don't know how he could yeah i was gonna say because that book would would be very different now than it was it would in the be 90s. very yeah yeah because whoa my god it's just like yeah. but well, well who was it i forgot I think it was Deviant who said this. I don't. I, I don't want to say it was Deviant, so don't quote me on that. But he said he was like, I want to see black characters, not black versions of characters. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, which which is true. Yeah. But here's the question: Is Miles a black version of Peter? No, he's okay. a different character. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, but like uh, black Clark Kent, when Cal or when Calvin Ellis exists or Steel exists, or Val but they're like, let's just do a black, yeah, like let's do a black costume. Let's right. do a black. I don't Kent. think they're gonna Clark do. Kent. I don't think they're gonna do a black Clark Kent. I think they will do not. a black they're Superman. Not. I think they're, it's possible, but I don't think they're gonna do a black Clark Kent. Just like they wouldn't do a black. Yeah, and if they do, it has Wayne. to be Calvin Ellis or Steel. I don't care. Like. Right. Not that I wouldn't want to. It's just like I would love a proper. Why make a character a different race when there's already these characters that can be, have their stories be told? Right. You know well. why, awesome. Ben? Because they're afraid that those other characters won't sell, so they make a character that they know will sell right into a different race. And sometimes, honestly, I don't think that's so bad for movies and TV. But yeah, like I wouldn't mind because... Black Constantine. Like I, I honestly wouldn't. Well, mm. the the thing is because most white characters. Their stories aren't contingent on their race, but an overwhelming majority of characters of color, their story, race right. plays an integral part of it their is. characters, right? So, for example, that's part of were, exactly. Yeah, like, like for example, uh, like the only white character that I can think of off the top of my head is Daredevil. That his race plays a huge part in who he is mm. because Irish Catholicism is embedded in his dna right. and in that character's ethos right but oh, believe me I, I, I know <laughs> like it, him and like captain america are the only two right off right. the top of yeah. my head that i can think of uh but like peter parker that could be anybody yeah, i mean that i have the whole point of peter parker too i mean i have my own personal opinion which which is there's i agree with manny and then i have a corollary to it which is i think that thematically some characters work as white people better like bruce, bruce wayne. wayne works best yeah. as old white money and you mm -hmm. can you can show the flaws in that which i see which you see in the batman where mm -hmm. bruce wayne does not solve the final piece of the riddler's puzzle until he gets a he working some... man's he gets a working man's thought on it which is the 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 carpet um tool thing yeah the carpet tool, Bruce Wayne does not know because he comes from old white money. He does not know yeah, because he's he always working. hired somebody to pick that up. Yes. So it, it it makes sense in that kind of respect. Do I, will I throw a fit if there's a black Bruce Wayne? No. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, whatever. I'm just saying that like thematically, I think Clark Kent works best as a white man. For I personally sure. believe it because they're going to be, if Clark Kent's not white, every military in the world is going to shoot him out of the sky. They're going to try to shoot him out of the sky. He is, will be a threat and no one's going to trust him. People turn down doctors of color to save their life. Like people in real life, they'll go to the hospital and they'll say, I don't want that doctor. They will turn down a doctor of color. So Superman will say, hop into my arms and save him from a burning building and they'll deny him. That, that's literally, that literally happened die. in the like, first like, issue of the original <laughs> icon. 
him and Rocket yeah. go to a crime scene and they're going to save some people from a burning building and the cops immediately all turn their guns on them. Exactly. Uh, what I'm saying really? is uh, read those old milestone books. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, that sounds I'll like something out. that those old milestones would do too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we... I love Icon. I think he's such a great hero. I yeah. think he's so cool. Yeah. I, li- I love him in Young Justice and I love the Rocket art. When I tell you, like that hit me in the chest because I don't know if Ro- Rocket's gone. Or, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with I, I am keep. Wait, did you not watch the final episode? I haven't seen the newest one yet. Okay, just watch uh, the final watch That's it the season this. finale. So watch it, and then we'll talk. Okay, cool beans. Okay. But, um, uh, yeah, when yeah. I tell you, like, I don't know if Rocket's dead or not, but I'm like... I, I hope not. Um, uh, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on this show and taking time yeah, out of yeah, your okay. Thursday to talk about the comics that came out this week. Uh, uh, I know there were, like, a lot of good ones and a lot of ones worth talking about. For anyone out there who doesn't know, like, where a, where a comic shop is near them, go to comicshoplocator.com. You will be able to find the comic shops that are near uh, uh, near you and find one that works for you. They're, they're all privately owned for the most part. Comic shops tend to be privately owned and not chains. But you want to find the one that vibes with you. If you're a woman, you want to find one that's safe for you. If you're uh, uh, um, any marginalized community, you want to find a comic shop that vibes with you. Uh, not all do. So please do your research. Look it up on Yelp. Find them through comicshoplocator.com. Look them up through Yelp and kind of find one uh, that works for you. Uh, I want to thank Manny. I want to thank Ben so much for coming on the show and taking time out of your day uh, to be talking about all this. Um, Manny, where can we find you? What's your social media? Where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Manny's Picks. You can find me on Instagram at Manny's.Picks. I do book recommendations, comic history stuff, and just in general, comics and manga galore on my page. So uh, go there. My last video was talking about a Spider-Man story by the guy who created Yu-Gi-Oh! So maybe go give that a watch. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, ben. Where can we find you? What's your social media? Where can we find you? What do you got coming up? You guys can find me at uh, Shuby Dubert. That's S-C-H-U-B-Y-D-O-O-B-E-R-T. You guys can play that back if you didn't get that. But uh, yeah, you guys can find me on TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that jazz. Um, but I'm also a writer for the da, 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 the Nerd Initiative, which is That's a, a sick hat, new... by the way. Thank you. They sent it to me. And uh, they... It, it, it's like a new, like, it's like, a, I, I don't want to say news website, but it is kind of a news website. Basically, we write articles for nerds, by nerds. It's called the Nerd Initiative after the Avengers Initiative. And oh, our tagline yeah. is, there was an idea. And uh, it was created by Mr. Marvelite and another guy named Superhero Talk, uh, who in Superhero Talk used to be a, uh, a writer, an entertainment writer for ABC. Mm. And uh, they both started up this, like, thing and now it's like we got 60 second comic facts on there writing a weekly recommendations we got me doing profiles and uh journal articles i recently did a profile on amanda just vibing talking about i called it from pants to paramount because she used to fold pants and now she works at paramount you know and i also did one on lgbt Q, representation, why it matters. And I talked to people like uh, Black Gay Comic Geek, Danielle Silverstone, and Musso. So many big names, guys. Go check it out. It's called the nerdinitiative.com. And, uh, you know, look up some, we got some good articles. It's for nerds, by nerds. And I hope you guys enjoy that. So, yeah, you can follow me if I didn't say it before, Shuby Dubert. And I also have a podcast on the Geek Collective now, not anchor.fm, the Geek Collective called comic comedians you can find it wherever you find your podcast so yeah well thank you 
Is there anything else? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know how it is. I know how it is. Uh, I, uh, you feel it. Dimitri's got to go through like every, all eight of his shows. Uh, yeah. Dude, I, I envy you sometimes. I'm like, dude, how do you do all this? I, I don't, I don't know, but uh, I try. I try. Basically, Comic Talk is every Thursday. Comic Talk is every Thursday. We talk about uh, new comic releases. So this is Comic Talk every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. We also got a bunch of other shows right now. So we, we got the Obi-Wan after show that's finishing up next week. We got the Miss Marvel after show, which has just started a couple weeks ago. Uh, so we got a couple episodes of each of these shows left. Uh, we also um, have the Keeg back on Friday nights. Uh, uh, it's just our hangout show. Uh, it's super fun. Uh, we've also been doing, it's supposed to be every other week, but it's it's been every week recently, the Keeg Talks. Uh, this weekend, we're doing the Keeg Talks Young Justice season four. Uh, we're talking about the whole season and kind of maybe what's to come. Um, after that, uh, we got a couple, like we're going to talk about the boys when the boys finishes up and, and all that stuff. So that's what the Keeg Talks is all about. And then we got Instagram live chats uh, every Monday night on Instagram at the Keeg Show. Um, Jen Markham, who you may know if you follow Star Wars uh, TikTok, Jen Markham, uh, I'm interviewing her. Uh, I'm interviewing um, a couple other key people. Uh, I forget who I have scheduled, but there's some big names. Uh, I did Epic Voice Guy uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know him from Honest Trailers and, and that sort of thing. And so uh, we got a lot of cool things coming up. You can find us online either at slash the keeg show or at the keeg show if it's tiktok if it's instagram those are our two main ones uh at the keeg show we're also on volume.com twitch.tv youtube.com slash the keeg show so we got a lot coming up definitely stay tuned uh for what we got coming up um but thank you again everybody out there for watching uh and or listening thank you to manny thank you to ben once again I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been Comic Talk, uh, talking about comics that came out June, uh, the week of June 16th, 2022. Take care, everybody. Bye.